31702. Sports Talk. SMS Bootleg on 31702. Muneeb, thank you so much for coming on to Sports Talk tonight. Uh, a very warm welcome to you, sir. Thank you, Buto. Thanks for having me, man. And good evening to all your listeners. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you. Uh, happy Father's Day uh, as well. I hope it was a good one. Thank you. It was a blessing, you know. It was a blessing. Sometimes, you know, the lockdown, everybody's been complaining the lockdown has been such a burden for some. But if you look at the bigger picture, man, we get time to spend with our families. We, especially we as footballers, we get to spend time with our families because we're all, always traveling and always every second week you're gone. So mm. it's been such a blessing, you know. And, and today it's just um, summed that whole blessing up for me i mean money you you exactly say this you you've been traveling you've been traveling money for the last 23 years uh you are currently psl's longest serving player i mean what does that mean what does that all mean to you does it mean anything or are you just still doing what it is that you love at, at, at the moment uh, you know you know, to look to look back at what's been happening in your career, I think that happens when you, when you finish it, you know. Then you look back and you think, geez, you've been traveling um, and doing all those things for such a long time. So at the moment, I'm still, I'm still involved in the, in the game and, and, and still try to play a part in it as well, you know. But I'm definitely at the end of my career as well. So I'm sure sooner or later, I think sooner, rather sooner than later, you guys will get, I'll be able to have this conversation with you about the 24, 23 years that I've been in the football, but at the moment I'm still involved, and it's been a journey and it's been a blessing, and I'm grateful for 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 the length and the the time that I've had in football, and for the things that I've achieved in football as well. Mm, and you've achieved quite a lot. I mean, you are without a doubt a veteran. You once moved to Pirates as uh, with a record signing fee, so we we know exactly what a legend you are, and, and we're allowed to say this. Uh, I always believe in. Uh, give you the flowers while you can still smell them. But let's start with before you even knew there would be flowers. At the age of 17, uh, you sign your first professional career and it sort of takes off from there. But what are you going through as a youngster, as a kid? Uh, yeah, I mean, it must have been quite something. It's been crazy. Um, like, uh, I've been having all these conversations now with people that what I'm a, um, the new adventures, um, the new ventures I'm going to be taking on after um, in the next couple of months or so. And we've been, I've been speaking to a couple of people and then I just remember seeing at, at the age when I signed as a 17-year-old, you know, um, especially being from Mitchell's Plane, um, football was not the main thing on my agenda, you know. That came along as um, an opportunity for me, you know, because uh, unfortunately I'm not one of the most brainy students in school, you know, and football came along and, and it came along at the right time for me because mm. um, there were so many different avenues and, and things that I was involved in, which was definitely not... Um, positive for me, you know, and so um, at the age of 17, you're trying to find your feet or find who you are. You're not even close to knowing who you are at that age. So you're just dabbling here and there and then um, getting caught up in all the wrong things. And football was in a little bit, of, uh, it was an outlet for me, you know, because um, when I used to be in the, in Mitchell's Plain, it was always the negativity, the gangsterism, the drugs, and all those in the the the, the, the negativity around you, you know. And, mm. and don't get me wrong, it wasn't just all negativity, but that as a 17-year-old, you get influenced rather quickly. So going to training and signing up for the first team contract with, with Cape Town Spurs, you get to go and you get out of Mitchell's plane and you get to go to, uh, where was it, where we trained in the country call where we started training. But I was probably out in Thornton somewhere. Mm. And then you get to see all these other guys like Andre Aronson, Michael Jacobs, Sean Bartlett. And you get to see these guys, and you know, and you, and you think to yourself, these guys come from a community that you come from as well, you know? Mm, mm, so mm. They, they is, they is 
you can you can achieve things here. There is some way I can get out. There is some positive out of the community that you can, and you see it right in front of you. So working every day within that slowly and surely motivated me to uh, motivated me to come onto a part that that I think. Um, was quite a blessing for me if I look back at it now. And we're really happy that you did. I mean, you, um, as you're saying, you've, you've been, it's been a blessing in your life. It's been a blessing to a lot of football lovers' lives as well. Um, uh, let's talk about when it really became serious for you. Uh, you mentioned the fact that, you know, it was a, a tough community that you grew up with in a lot of positives. Well, not a lot of positives, but there were some positives, but a lot of negatives. And, you know, it's easier for us to be attracted to the bad. Uh, let's talk about some of those you know, uh, battles that you had to overcome at that age, uh, if you don't mind going into a, a yeah, bit course, more detail. Of course. of course, and uh, and you know, I don't mind sharing it as well, because that is what I'm going to be doing at the, after my career as well, you know, trying to inspire the youngsters and telling them that, you know what, there is, there is life outside this, you know, I got caught up with gangsterism. Uh, <laughs> I always wanted to be a gangster, you know, because mm. in, in uh, this is not just when I was 17, 16 years old, because you, you, I grew up with a single, with a single mother and a grandmother that raised me, you know. So, um, in in our communities, we we believe, especially we with friends, we believe, you know, what your friends say that is that is that is what is we used to call it. That is that is what's law. It's the truth, you know. Yeah. But if you look at the, the it's, a, it's a whole code as well that's involved there. So it's all about the lie, you know, just empowering yourself with a whole lot of lies, you know. So that is what I believe in, like you know. Um, but my brother says the truth, so then what my friend says the truth, you know. Mm. And then I got caught up and, you know, um, wanting to be a gangster and all those things and um, carried on and got involved with drugs as well. Um, got caught up big time in that as well. That's why I say I'm grateful that I managed to get out of that. But the negative that it had in my life was it held me back from so many things, you know, because I, I, I lost a dear friend. My best, best friend got killed and the son, you know, he got killed and, and he was a big motivation to me to change my life around, you know. Um, and then there was also that the, the, the one thing that we could do was, was we, we could dream in each other's planning. We can dream. And that's what I want to emphasize to our youngsters as well, you know. We, can, we should always be able to dream. And for us as youngsters, growing up in just like <laughs> the Bayou tournament was where we could visualize that dream. You know, yeah. you could dream and you, you know, things would come on the TV and you could go run to the bail tournament and go to the field. And although you never had the money to pay to go in when you were a small youngster, you know, you, your dream, all you need to do is just lift your head up. And my lifting my head up was just over the fence and you could see a complete different world, you know, on the mm-hmm. bail tournament taking place. You see all the stars and everything. And that was my visualization of my dream, which I wanted to undertake, you know, that was where I could get my outlet from oh, my dream is here, my dream is here, you know, okay, I'm gonna push for this. So with all the negativity I think that have that have been around in my career, I think, um, there was a lot of positives as well in my community. As much as there was negative, there was a lot of positivity as well. When did you realize that you are supremely talented? Um <laughs> and I'm gonna use that uh, that that line because you know it, it most of us you know, you play sports and you think, oh, I'm pretty good. And then you realize, wow, I'm actually better than most people. And and, and I'm not just, you know, buying my own yeah. Kool-Aid. Yeah, that, that's so hard for me to do. I, can't <laughs> even I, don't, <laughs> I don't think I ever told myself, geez, I'm really that good, you know. It's just a bit hard to say. But, um, you know what, I thought it was really, it was really uh, you know, for my own mindset was when, when I heard my first con when um, Cape Town Spurs bought me from... Um, Okay, that's where I bought it from, from Westridge Rovers, um, my amateur team. I was 16 at the time, and then um, 
They came and they bought me and they bought me for 2,000 rand in a bag of balls. And I thought to my dad, that's the only time. You know what? I must be really, really good. 2,000 rand in a bag of balls, you know? And, 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 and that was the only time that I really thought. The rest of it was all just, you know, this is my thing. I'm the carry on now. I love doing this thing now. And it's, and it's, and it's giving me a better life. And it's, and it's, it's making me see things outside of Mitchell's plane, you know? Yeah. So, so I think that was the only time that I really thought that was the, the issue when I heard I got bought for 2,000 rand, you know? <laughs> Imagine, 23 <laughs> years and counting, 2,000 rand in the bag of balls got it all started. Don't forget, and the beacons as well. I think there was beacons involved as well. Oh, yeah, sweeten the deal, why don't you? Yeah. No, I remember the guy that, that came and... and, and um, Caught me that, that that signed me that day. His name was Louis Dufare. He's still a uh, a big asset to 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 youngsters in Mitchell's place. Mm. Youngsters in the in the in the Cape Town area where um, he brings them. He's still involved with I Cape Town as well. He was a big a big help in in getting me to Cape Town Spurs at that time. You know, he, he was the the, the the secret agent. We used to call him the Eye of the Eagle. You know, yes. he always used to seek the best talent out wherever it's around. And, and I'm grateful to him as well for 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 helping me change my situation. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Sports Talk on 702 and Cape Talk, and you're hearing the voice of Slim Cut, aka Muneeb Josephs, um, a veteran in all uh, the in all respect of the footballing world in South Africa. Why Slim Cut, Muneeb? But, but you know what? I've been I've been having a uh, you know I've been speaking. It's so hard for me. Okay, at the moment now, about say about four years ago, when I did this, I was having a conversation with Darren Keith. And I was telling him, you know, first it was the young and agile goalkeeper, you know. <laughs> but it slides by, it slides, it slides by so quickly. Then, as soon as you hear the veteran goalkeeper, you think just how stupid, you know. Mm. And I've had all the reasons, you know. And, I, and I've been reminding a lot of these goalkeepers that I speak, to, especially at Amazulu as well. Mm. Um, I, I tell them, you know, just just remember, guys, this goes by so quickly, mm. you know. So make the most of every opportunity that we have. You know, it's a short career. Let's work really, really hard. You know, mm. because soon you guys are going to be hearing it as well. The veteran goalkeeper. Mm. You know, and and, 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 and just motivated. You know, absolutely. And where does Slumcat come from, uh, veteran? I, I I have no <laughs> I have no idea where that name came from. But I think it was you know what when I got to Johannesburg, that's where the name started because I know in Cape Town, um, my nickname there was. From, from where I was from, it was called Nipi, you know? Yes. Um, short for Munib. So when I got to Johannesburg, I think it was, because um, I spoke to him once, yes, and he told me he was the one that started this nickname, Slimka, you know? And it was, a sh- I think he's passed away, it was a journalist, he's passed away, he was short, um, um, quite chubby, and he had um, spectacles on, it was a short, chubby guy. I think he worked for, the, I'm not sure if he worked for the Soviet, and he was the one that um, gave me the name Slimka, and, mm. and once I figured it out, I, I, I enjoyed it, you know. Mm. Then when I moved to Orlando Pirates, and then, you know, the, the rivalry with Kaiser Chiefs, they used that nickname, and I thought to myself, you know, this is a double-edged sword, you know, because I love the name Slimka, but yes. as soon as you come up against a massive opponent, like, especially the rivalry between Orlando Pirates and Kaiser, and, and Kaiser Chiefs, they would change that word around to Domka. <laughs> I mean, I to myself, you know? <laughs> now you're on the other <laughs> side of the fence. Yeah, they were Jesus when they when they rub that one in that one hurts, you know, because I thought to myself, you know, in the back of my mind, I never gave my name that name and I never gave myself that name. So I was also so, so it doesn't affect me, but in the back of my head I thought to myself, gee, was that was shot, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, at least uh, not a slav cut. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. There we go, there we go.
Listen, you speak up. Always look at the other side of it now, Always, I always have to look at the other side. And that's what you have to do, uh, Manib. Let's look at uh, let's look at your time at Orlando Pirates. As I mentioned, it was oh. a record signing that, and uh, you know, you played a couple of years there. You found your feet, um, oh. and I mean, I wish I had more time. So, but let's 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 quickly start with you get to Orlando Pirates, and what is your take on the entire Ooh. situation? Oh, it's, it's, it was difficult. The first six months was so difficult, Peter, you know, because you must remember, I came and took a play, the place of the prodigy goalkeeper, Senzo Mahiwa, Nzori Mahiwa, mm. you know. I came because he was up and coming. He played the previous season a few games, so he was doing really, really well. So the fans really took to him, you know. They, they were, that was the goalkeeper for the future, you know. Mm. And when Orlando Pirates signed me, um, I came there and I thought to myself, so I come from a team like Vitz, so you must understand, I come from Ajax Cape Town to Vitz, so where maximum crowds would be 30 people, you know, and that would probably <laughs> wow. be, you know, that would be your family at the game, you know. <laughs> but then you get to a, a Johannesburg Stadium where it's 15,000 people, yeah. and that's per game, right? Yeah. So the first six months was the worst time of my life because whenever I went out for a warm-up, the supporters would boo me, you know, oh. and I wouldn't understand why they so, why they booing me. I'm here to represent them, you know, and, and why not back me? But they just kept booing me, kept booing me, and that obviously hit a bit of my confidence. And I made a few errors as well, and that just put them more on my back, you know? Mm. And the more than them, I remember one game where I really felt it was, we were playing Silver Stars, and I came out to sweep a ball, you know? And when I came and swept the ball, one of the players jumped up, and he accidentally hit me with the side into my nose, and it broke my nose. Oof. And when I got up, I woke up, and then they, my head was buried up, and I was on the little um, golf cart, 